0: Welcome to Dare, Share, Create the Podcast. Conversations, concepts, and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world, and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, voiceover artist, singer, speaker, and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back spark transformation and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So hello and welcome to another episode and thank you very much for tuning in. How did you find last week's episode where I talked about how Fortune really does favour the brave, or at least the people who show up. I told you a story about how I was in no way, shape or form actually ready or circumstances were certainly not perfect for going to this audition, but because I owned it and I turned up anyway, the rewards were great. So if there's anything like, oh, I'm not quite ready or the circumstances aren't quite perfect, so I'm not going to do that thing or go after that opportunity or apply for that job or or whatever it might be, go and listen to that episode and hopefully it gives you some inspiration to just do it anyways. So that was last week. This week, I have got one of my amazing guests for you Her name is Camilla Collins, she is a self-image specialist and a confidence coach. She is the founder of multiple beauty and entertainment agencies and she's got clients like Google, Warner Brothers Studio Tour, MTV, Louis Vuitton, Carlsberg, hello Danish beer, Fortnum & Mason and many, many more. Last year she released her debut and really a very important book, no filter needed. I was lucky enough to go to the amazing book launch party. And it tackles issues like the decline in mental health and the decreasing ability to really feel comfortable in our own skin. And I think it's so important. And in this book, Camilla, even though she's been in the beauty industry for over 10 years, she calls out the marketing tactics of the beauty industry. And it's really just a guide for people to build core confidence and self-esteem from the inside out instead of the other way around. Camilla also hosts the hashtag no Filter Needed podcast, which you should all go and subscribe and listen to.
1: So Camilla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Elizabeth, it's just amazing to be here. And that was just the most amazing book review you just gave me and a wonderful introduction. So, Oh, uh, my you. pleasure. I'm so
0: excited for you to come on and we're going to talk about lots of different things, but I wanted to start with, you have this beautiful quote, and it goes like this. If we can get ourselves to a place of true confidence that comes from the inside, then we can live to our full potential and
1: achieve anything we put our mind to. Absolutely. I stand by that quote. Um I just i i don't it's not even a belief i know that we you know our true power it's all the unique things about us so you know even the things that we perceive as weaknesses or um technically bad traits or whatever like harnessing all of that is what makes you so unique and gives you the the most amount of power and unfortunately we live in this well i think social media makes it a little bit worse um I have a love-hate relationship there, um, but you know, constantly comparing ourselves, we are taking our power away We're, from from ourselves. We're not utilising it. It's by capitalising on all the all the stuff that makes us us individually that yeah. I believe allows us to to live in our full potential to to work. To, to our best ability to do everything that we are capable of, and when we're living in other people's values or by other people's standards um we're not able to we're not able to do the great things that we are capable of a hundred percent
0: yeah a hundred percent and I think especially i mean we've touched a little bit on social media and and we have lived primarily on social media for the past year. But even before then, but I think this year where there's been nothing but social media and Zoom calls, it's so easy to get a really warped sense of reality and thinking that that's how everyone else looks because everyone's wearing the same filter. It used to be that everyone had the same, you know, plastic surgeon, perhaps, like, all the all the stars, and you think, oh, they all look the same. I must look like that too. Now we all have a filter that makes you all look like each other, and, and we get such a warped sense of of just what we should be and what is what is realistic and what is attainable.
1: It's so true, and you might remember um, from reading in the book, but there was a part where I I, um, I had written that. I'd got on the the London Underground I got on the tube and I kind of looked i looked around me as I normally do, and normally I'm like furiously typing emails or, or doing something on on the phone and I was just I wasn't doing anything I was just looking at the carriage around me and it it just was like a shock that everyone looked, well, I guess normal. um But it, it just made me realize that I had been viewing so much like digital content and digitally enhanced content that actually, I had thought that was reality. It was, you know, kind of a split second thing. And I just thought, wow, like how many people go through this? And, and this is kind of happening on a daily basis. And I didn't realize I had been looking so much, I guess, at my phone that day, but it's so easy to kind of slip into that, that vortex. And I think, This is where a lot of you know it's been a very very stressful year in general for everybody, Um, but particularly where a lot of the anxiety is going to come from with people when as we're easing out of lockdown, um, because people have put on weight, um, they you know look differently, they're not used to conversing properly or having sort of crowded scenes um, or crowded environments rather. Uh, So there's kind of all these all these things at play because we've been looking we've been looking through our screens most of the time. Um, so yeah. that's going to be a real shock, shock to the system of how we should, how we should look, how we feel we should look. Yeah, it's
0: funny actually. I met some friends on Sunday afternoon, and we had such a beautiful. It was amazing actually being out, and it wasn't crowded, but there was people around us in this sort of restaurant outside bit. Um, and towards the end of it, and I had cycled there because I didn't want to go on the tube, and we'd drunk Prosecco and eaten and laughed all afternoon and one of my friends was like oh we haven't taken a photo and I was like oh god it's fine but I was like oh no I really have to go now and I was like oh I took a little video and she was like oh but we need to document it but part of me was thinking oh my god I've now I've been and I'm a lightweight as you know I was like gosh now I've been drinking Prosecco for a couple of hours I have cycled so I was sweaty and then I was cold and I feel like I don't look as good as I did when I arrived, (laughs) and it made me not want to take a photo. And I got home and I was like, "I look just fine,"
1: but it's so warped. It it's yeah, and it's the standards that we're placing on ourselves. Yet they're not Mm. really our standards; they're other people's standards. It's working out where they've where we pick those up from, Um, and likely social media, hundred percent. And and also, I don't know about how you felt. but you know, busy environments now are so draining on our senses, um, mm. because we're not used to it, we're just not used to that much like stimuli <laughs> around yeah. us, of people and sounds, and kind of lots going on. But yeah, as far as uh, yeah, as far as the 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 photo thing, and unfortunately, we have this you know, it's a, f- a funny saying, well, it's not really that funny, but you know, if it if it's not on Instagram, it didn't happen, or if it's not on social media, it didn't happen, yeah um and you know we've made a joke of it but actually it's it's a very kind of true thing it's suddenly like oh if we don't document this um then it's you know it didn't happen yeah. and i think that's a really scary kind of place to be because you're then living for you're not living your own moment in your own life you're living for other people and other people's opinions or other people's views Um, and I had this realization last weekend myself when I was um I'm starting a vlog along with the um along like a new series on the on my youtube channel um but I was filming like landscape for the vlog and then I was like oh I need to do something for stories um so I need to do a portrait and I thought this is ridiculous like I'm not even enjoying my time here because I'm thinking about how it looks to everybody else And that's just, you know, from a work perspective, but you really have to pull yourself up on it. It's are Mm. you doing this for you or are you doing this for everybody else?
0: And because everyone now is building a personal brand Mm -hmm. uh, with their business, then everything is kind of becomes work in a weird way. So you think, oh, well, I should show that I'm out doing something or I should uh, should, uh, film that, hey, I'm in another studio today for my thing or when you're out doing things. So it does kind of can spill over and blend and bleed. And all of a sudden you're kind of just doing stuff without thinking about it, but ending up maybe doing something that doesn't serve you or your higher purpose because you're you're just doing what you're used to doing and what everyone else seems to do.
1: You're absolutely you're absolutely right. And I've fallen into that a couple of times. Um, <clears throat> and like, again, kind of recently, and it, it's so easy to do. And I think even more so when we've had to live so much of our lives um, online and businesses have been, you know, okay, some businesses have thrived during the pandemic, but not all. Um, and people are kind of, there's this desperation to sort of be seen, be heard. And there's a lot of noise out there. It's noisy enough as it is um in general but i think that's the that used to be the sort of the big worry with personal brands for for people and um, when i spoke to them they're like oh but i don't want to share parts of my life like i want to keep that keep that private um, and it's you know you don't have to share everything but it's very easy and i don't know if you've experienced this to start kind of oversharing and then you know you're not holding sort of anything back and that's when it becomes difficult because you're not keeping anything for you You're not keeping, you're kind of just giving everything away. Um, And I think that's a a fine kind of line to to tread and one that I think we need to be aware of. And I think self-awareness is key there and just kind of asking the right questions and saying, well... You know, who am I doing this for? How is this making me feel? I think feeling is a really, really good one, tuning into yourself. And I used to be rubbish at this with myself. I used to be rubbish at tuning in because I didn't sit still long enough or quiet or was quiet for long enough. Um, But, you know, our body tells us, our feelings tell us what's right and what's wrong. Oh, all the time. I've
0: found recently that whenever I say yes to do something that deep down I don't actually want to do, I get I get a tension headache pretty much straight away. And as soon as I kind of go, okay, no, I really don't want to do this. And it's not that there's always a reason for it or, or a logical reason. Sometimes it's just like my stomach says no. Hmm. And if I don't listen to that, then my head will say no. And then as soon as I kind of resolve that and go, actually, I'm not going to be able to do that then my headache goes away. So thank you, Uh, body,
1: for helping me listen when I don't. It knows. Your body knows knows. best. But unfortunately, we don't listen. We put, you know, we drink alcohol on top of it or we busy ourselves with stuff or we, you know, hide it with, uh, you know, fashion trends, makeup, like, you know, these kind of things, accolades, um, you know, we, we don't actually tune in and and trust ourselves. I think it comes, you know, the point of trusting ourselves. And I think that reverts back to, you know, self-confidence or self-esteem as well. Um, And also self-worth. Yeah. I feel comes from, you know, much, much earlier on. Um, And if, if that's not, if we don't have high uh, self-esteem, then we're not going to trust Our instincts—we're not going to trust ourselves, and we're going to to sort of throw ourselves into situations that aren't aren't right for us.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, So, so I want to touch upon this because I think it is one of your great great skills. You know, I coach people on their confidence, but it's primarily from a to get the confidence to go on stage, get the confidence to speak up in a meeting, or get the confidence from a performance and very sort of skills based mm. point of view but obviously you coach people on on confidence from a different level where it's core confidence and self-esteem do you want to talk do you want to let us know about that and what are the kind of things that we should all be working on to really build that self-esteem or that core confidence so we can trust ourselves and we can make the decision that ultimately are going to serve us in the long run and obviously from this podcast, you know, really live, live the life that you want to live and create that.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, I take the approach of, um, and, and it is true, like, it comes from all areas confidence doesn't come from just one thing or one area. Um, And of course, you know, you're, you are a fountain of knowledge um, because of your, you know, your speciality and, and, you know, you know, so much, there's so many kind of techniques there. Um, But with sort of life stuff, if someone um, can't even come to you, I guess, for the coaching in the first place, because they just don't have the belief there that they'll ever be able to do that, then it's organizing all the other areas of of life and I just feel like there's certain I guess techniques in a way but they're much more kind of lifestyle techniques that I feel could benefit everybody um and that's getting like a foundational order in one's life um and you know random techniques for this would be things like meal prepping um going to beds and waking up at the same time like providing that stability for yourself just so your like really basic needs are met which seems like a small thing, but it makes such a difference. And what that does is it allows your it allows you you to relax, your mind can relax, it's not kind of, it knows where it's at, which means you can focus on other things and higher tasks. And yeah. you know, once you get your needs met in that respect, then you kind of start unleashing creativity, because you have you feel the freedom and the confidence to sort of push outside the comfort zone a bit, or, you know, try new things. Uh, but I I feel that unfortunately we have this quick fix culture um we expect everything immediately and you know this does take time to implement um and it takes time to build and again it comes back to consistency like consistent action every day will it becomes a automated you know building a habit um but it becomes easy you know you don't you just don't need to to think about and it just it provides that security and if you can build up like layers of security with these things then it just gives you so much freedom to then relax and, and get on with whatever it is that you want to get on with. And then you can start planning your goals. Um, and another thing with, with goals, quite often people have things working against each other. Um, so there's the, like a misalignment of goals. And I'm not talking about like definitely like work goals, but um, they could be sort of personal and family goals as well. But if, if everything's not aligned, when you're working on one, you're ruining another yeah at where well, you're you know what you're going after um and where you're heading across all areas um and then you can make sure that there's alignment there that you're not tripping yourself up by by going after individual things and and things kind of work together so that's just some of the things um that I work work around with people um but really it's kind of it covers everything from lifestyle to um you know diet and kind of fitness and again not like crazy workouts even just walking but incorporating that in each day Um, and then just really it's pushing outside the comfort zone but unless everything's kind of secure and things are met on the basic basic level we can't even get to the other stuff
0: absolutely I love that about building in layers of security so that so that you're just supported and can do whatever it is that you need to do and I mean having worked in this lockdown year on my own, um, fitness and health and well-being, on sort of physical, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, building in those little habits. And it does maybe on the outside seem a bit boring. It's like I go to bed at 10. I like to go to bed at 10. And I naturally wake up between 5 and 7. Kind of depends. Well, I also wake up at 3 and 4 in the morning, but I get up (laughs) between... Normally between six and seven, um, quite naturally. And sometimes that does seem boring, maybe to other people. And I'm like, okay, I eat this, I do that, I have my meal plan at least, um, where I decide what I'm gonna what I'm gonna eat. But it does free up a lot of decision making, a mm. lot of um just brain energy to focus on more important things.
1: Absolutely. We and this is why I'm just I'm always harping on about meal prepping um, and prepping meals in advance. And this doesn't have to be, you know, kind of like lean meat and, uh, you know, just just the getting prepping, preparing your meals in advance. It just really promotes um, just preparation and planning in general, which infiltrates across all areas. But absolutely. And particularly in this day and age, you know, where the majority of people are worried about Um, you know, what they're eating, they're health conscious, they're worried about, you know, potentially putting on weight, um, and and things like that, and eating the wrong things like that takes all that away. Because sometimes when you're thinking about what to have for lunch, it's like, oh, I want this, but should I have this or I shouldn't have this? And then, oh, but I want to have a drink tonight. Should I have that? You know, all this is kind of going on subconsciously. You might not be aware of it. I mean, it drains so much energy. So if you know you've got like Tupperware in the fridge ready to go, um, or you can take it out with you if you're on the on the run, um, it just frees up so much mental space for a for you to work on you know, higher value tasks, <laughs> um, you know, thinking about more important things, I guess. Um, but also, it's just that promotion of uh, of planning and preparation that really helps you in, in all areas, social activity, as well as, you know, your professional and your work life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that. And um, I think it is very good for us to plan and prepare, even though, naturally, I kind of just, yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow or on Thursday. But at least, I mean, I I batch cook, I put everything in the freezer in, in Tupperware. And then at least it means that, okay, I know I'm aiming for this amount of raw veg a day and raw fruit. All right, fine. That's maybe a salad a day or something. But then for my main meals, I know that, okay, I maybe have four or seven, four, four to seven different things to choose from always. So I can still have prepped and planned, but also make room for spontaneity on the day.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's really, that's quite a clever thing as well to have it in the freezer because it's not going to go off. Then there's not yeah. that you know, pressure of having to, to eat it. What I, what I sometimes do is I will have like three different meals, but one, so one of my meals might be like a bolognese, um, and that will be kept done and kept in the freezer. And the rest is like, I have chicken salad or tuna salad can be prepped. you know, now that I'm at home, I have more time to do that, but with things kind of opening up, I'll be on the go a bit more. So I'll be preparing like proper Tupperware boxes. Um, but it, it just, it, it does, it's not boring and, and it's not, restricting either because it actually it does the opposite because it gives you the freedom then to choose. Um, but also because it, it, it's there, you naturally, because you want to make the right choice. Yeah. You know, you want to make things easy for yourself um, and you want to eat healthily. And, and planning like meals in advance, we've gone on a whole meal prep one now, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> planning, you know, planning meals in advance also allows you to think ahead um, of what's right for you other, and not think in the moment of what you fancy then because it's that instant gratification. And if you're having a stressful time, um you're going to want to cheer yourself up if you're upset or or whatever if you're going to use food in that way um or even if you're tired and you just want something to kind of perk you up you're going to reach for the sugary things that are going to make you crash later on yeah. so again that preparing in advance allows you to kind of think ahead and make the sort of right decision and mm-hmm. and and then make the right choice of of grabbing what you need definitely and
0: I'm going to say one more thing about meal prepping and it's great isn't it that's great (laughs) uh I mean it's not always it's not always easy and I'll I'll have like on a maybe on a Wednesday and on a Saturday morning where I'll just sit and go through okay what do I want to eat and what 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 have I got left in the fridge of sort of fresh things and and you know so what what do I need to buy in the shops and I get fruit and veg delivered um either once a week or once every two weeks. So then I look at, okay, what's coming and what do I need to supplement so that I can make some meals. But I had found that I've, I've become quite busy again in the last sort of month or so. Things have started to pick up and just more work's been coming in, which is wonderful. But I found myself sometimes I was like, oh, I've, I've had a really sort of busy day. I feel maybe tired Uh, maybe I was just a bit stressed out and a bit, and I just then want, and I've, as you know, gone 90% whole food plant-based and I'm very much trying to eliminate dairy from my diet, um, because that works better for my body. But I was like, I just want a big fat lasagna with garlic bread. (laughs) And there's nothing in there that supports or is in alignment with my goals or with my really with my I suppose new standards of of what my body needs so I've actually now started thinking ahead and going okay what meals can I prep myself that is a better option that can go in the freezer for those days when I just want to be wrapped in a comfort blanket of food but that is still a better choice so now I'm looking at okay can I have some like uh, a nice lasagna that is is good for me and also something with mashed potatoes. I made a big batch of vegan um, katsu curry on the weekend and I've frozen it in batches with some brown rice, with the curry sauce that I've made myself and with some katsu breaded sweet potatoes. And then um, when I feel like, oh my God, I want to take away, I can still reach for that in my freezer.
1: It's perfect. Um, And you know, you've made it yourself, you know, what's in it. And Mm. and this is the thing, people think meal prep, and then it suddenly becomes like a real sort of like, you know, bodybuilder territory. Um, But it's not that way at all. Like you can create whatever you want. It's just the the planning thing. And you just need some Tupperware boxes to do it. But what's interesting as well is the chances are that You'll go to the freezer and you'll think, oh, actually, I don't know. That's probably too healthy. I want to like get a takeaway or something. So you're like, well, hang about what is actually going on here. And that yeah, does yeah. prompt you. If anything, it's a prompt to to actually look at the situation and think, well, what am I lacking and what, what am I acting out with as well? Um, not yeah, everybody yeah. uses food um, to that degree. But, you know, I'm an emotional eater. Uh, 100%, 100%. I think most people are and and i guess it i mean you
0: probably know more about this than i do but obviously when we're little kids and we're crying i mean when we're babies all right shove a tit yep. in your mouth and aw, <laughs> and then you get a little bit older and then you get a dummy and then maybe if you get older again even from the harry potter books oh no you've had a trauma here's some chocolate for you um I may be rereading the Harry Potter books at the moment. <laughs>
1: I haven't actually read the books. I've only seen the films.
0: I'm oh, my well, God, the books are so much choking. better.
1: I know everyone says that. Oh, yeah. I and mean,
0: only if you like reading. I, I kind of find that a comfort blanket, too, and good to fall asleep, too. Something you've already read so you don't get caught up and but, all of yes. a sudden it's 2 o'clock in the morning because that happens to me all the time. So I have to read things that I've read before so I don't go,
1: oh, my God, I have to know what happens. <laughs> This is why I don't do series on Netflix either. It's a film. I know when it starts and finishes, I I can't do series that go on and on and on. No, it's terrible.
0: (laughs) But anywho, what what were we saying? Oh, emotional eating. Yeah. I think all of us, all of us emotional eat at some point, whether it is due to boredom or if you are stressed, then I like, you know, crisps and crunchy, (laughs) uh or if you feel like something soft maybe then you have some chocolate or maybe just want to feel something other than what you're feeling right now and by ingesting something that will immediately change your focus
1: yeah um and it will you know food does change our states particularly sugar when sugar's in it but you're right as well when you're saying about you know something crunchy but there's Good crunchy things. You could have a crunchy bar, or you could have a snacker jack. You know, even a flavored yeah. snacker jack or something. There's like two very different things. If you're, if you've got that kind of craving, then you're going to satisfy it. But you could satisfy it with a whole lump of stuff that you probably don't need, um, or you could just get that satisfaction out of out of picking something else. So, you know, it's just training yourself to make healthier choices as well. Yeah. Um, really, really helps.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so listen, like you, let's get let's get away from the meal yeah. prepping. You <laughs> might be like, "I'm sorry, did I sign up to uh, a podcast on meal prepping?" No, you did not. However, as always with my conver- as always <laughs> with my conversations, I do believe that when you're in flow, the conversation goes wherever it needs to go, and this was where it went today.
1: Absolutely. And also, oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, because, you know, this is kind of the difficulty, like, um, you know, people, all of us, like, thinking we know what we need, but it's not, you know, we're looking at one thing, but actually we should be looking over here in the other direction, Mm. um, because that's the thing we need to to get there. So we're kind of looking at the result. And, you know, meal prepping is one of those things uh, for, as we said, for, you know, building that foundation and helping, you know, helping with creating security um, and ultimately confidence that then allows you to push outside your comfort zone a bit more, you know, obviously sustain you better, you know, it works in all areas. So it's relevant, people, it's relevant, and you should definitely give it a try. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And it made me think of also
0: why, you know, someone like Steve Jobs was always wearing the same things. And you see lots of successful people wear, it's mainly men, to be honest, um, who all wear kind of the same uniform every day because it's just another thing that you don't need to think about. Yeah. I think for women it's slightly different because I don't know about you, but I dress very much to suit my mood.
1: I am I wear a lot of black, um, and I always have done – I think that comes from just – trying to find well trying to have some sort of uniform when I you know were through makeup artistry um it was just kind of clean and smart and it was easy um and also I had purple hair so like not tons goes with it yeah. <laughs> so I have to be careful with color. green's all right but I find I find black easy you know you don't have to think about it so I'm not sitting there in front of my wardrobe going well, what do I want to wear and but yeah. you know going out then that's totally different you know then I have a kind of a separate wardrobe for that but yeah you're right day to day like I don't want to be wasting time agonizing over what I want to wear um so I, I do tend to stick with the same kind of key key items And, you know, capsule wardrobe – I'm not a stylist, but, you know, capsule wardrobes and things are great for that Um, going together. But, yeah, you always have beautiful, like, jewellery on um, and, yeah, you're always wearing lovely colours. You always look fabulous.
0: Oh, thank you. How long does it take in the morning? (laughs) Do you know what? It doesn't take – it doesn't take any time. Well, sometimes it does. Um, That's mainly – actually, I want to do – I want to overhaul my entire wardrobe uh, in the summer because, obviously – I feel like oh, after this year, I've literally lived in workout clothes and relaxing pants, like everyone else, pretty much. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just, I just actually find athletic. What do, what do, athleisure wear, athletic wear. What do you call it? Uh,
1: There are active wear, active wear, active wear. I just find that
0: quite comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. I go for lots of walks, even during my working day. Um, so anyway, I find like my wardrobe is is a bit confused. Um, some things fit, some things don't. I'm kind of like going, oh, I don't know. Most of the time, though, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll just put that on. Yep, yeah, that's what works today. Sometimes I will also try like 80% of my wardrobe on before I find the thing that I like. But most of the time, it's fine. Most of the time, it's very quick um so listen what made you write the book let's get back to the book we've kind of taken a detour (laughs) what made you write the book and I do like I'm just going to read the subtitle as well Mm -hmm. for our listeners so it's called hashtag no filter needed kicking unobtainable standards to the curb and reimagining the power within yourself (sighs)
1: what a subtitle
0: what made you write the book?
1: people always ask me that I'm like I don't know when because I think subconsciously it was kind of always there Mm. um so obviously um you and I were both on this business accelerator um Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and so that's where we met and you know writing a book was was part of it it was one of the one of the elements shall we say um and yeah I think that was that was just I just needed to go ahead to go great I have a like reason to write a book now um and so I was you know brainstorming at the time with with other people in in my group about sort of what to write about and I'd actually started a blog um about a year prior or so that was quite an honest open share wasn't the most uplifting um thing well maybe it was actually some people enjoyed reading it um but more it was just get, started getting stuff out of me I guess and the problem with that blog was that it wasn't really presenting solutions um, right and so I felt like I kind of got everything out and then I could kind of just yeah sort of work work through it so I mean it was a real kind of journey for me but being on a business accelerator as a makeup artist, one would assume that I would write a book about makeup artistry. Mm. And I just, again, back to that feeling in my body, I was like, "Ugh, no, like I couldn't. And I was just like, the world doesn't need that. I don't feel that the world needs another book telling us how we should or shouldn't look. Or, you know, and there's plenty of documentaries on kind of, um, there is a little bit in the book about, you know, makeup over the ages, how we've used it to, well, how we've used changing our appearance to solicit power and status for thousands and thousands of years. Like it's not anything new. It's not something yeah. that Instagram has forced upon us. Um, it's been going on the whole time, but I just felt that I had something different to give, like something that only I could give. And this mm-hmm. is what I'm really passionate about now, you know, with with people is, is really capitalizing on the u- uniqueness, their, you know, their experiences, their unique qualities, um, and really sort of... Um, utilizing all of that and packaging that up to to go and do like amazing things in the world or or whatever they want to do. You know, that's where the power is. So, yeah, the book, it just kind of fell out of me, really. Um, It's from it's what I've recognized um, as a makeup artist, how the industry has changed, because a few years ago so probably about three years ago now I was really starting to feel a bit of unrest um just with the rise in social media the rise in the brands um what people were asking for not necessarily in the makeup chair but it was kind of always wanting to even with blogging it wasn't about the techniques the hacks it's like how many products can you push um and it wasn't really about adding value um to people it was kind of you know marketing forcing them to to buy and it was sort of I don't know becoming a bit underhand really and when I was yeah. asked to write blogs I was like don't ask me for product recommendations like I'm not I'm not doing it um because you know everything's kind of different and and I I always believe it's not how it's not what you use it's how you use it yeah. I mean sure there's some there's better makeup products out there than others but really it's it's in your your ability to use it the technique your creativity you have with it um, those are kind of much bigger factors than the than the products itself. And I've always been more interested in the creativity of it. But I think also, you know, I it it saddened me to see so many women and we all do it even when I was training as a, a makeup artist we worked on each other and staring at yourself for that long length of time with nothing on your face certainly at yeah. the beginning um in the mirror is a bit like you know you just start noticing stuff that mm-hmm. isn't even a big deal or might not even be there you know you start creating stuff I don't know if you stared at anything for long enough it starts changing right oh yeah um, it does so yeah so but you know just people apologizing for the way they look oh, I'm sorry I'm really tired or I didn't you know get or I've got this spot and it's just the it's the first thing they do when they sit down and I just I wanted to write write something that just not made people feel better to kind of soothe them but actually Guess can rewire them a little bit um in terms of how they view themselves and how they view also the beauty industry as well, so we've got the beauty bullshit busting section of the book um out in the book. marketing tactics, yeah, uh which is applicable to any industry. it's not just the beauty industry that's just how marketing works to make you feel lack, so it's got a you know a bit of everything in there and and that's I think that's because that's me, I am a bit of everything I'm not I rarely stay in my lane um and I like to, to do bits and bobs, and I, I just feel that my life is the way it is because of the different areas of focus that I have, um, and I, I wanted to share that with people. I love that. And I think sometimes
0: we do feel like, oh, that we, that we, we can become a little bit one-dimensional, mm-hmm. especially if we are building a brand online as well, but we are multifaceted people. We just yeah. are and we should be. That's what makes us interesting. If someone is only one thing, as soon as you've kind of explored that facet of them, if that's all there is, probably you're not going to keep being intrigued. We want real people. We want authenticness.
1: Absolutely. And we need variety. You know, we variety is the spice of life. And it <laughs> is. I like mine hot, freaking hot. Um, but it's you know we do need variety because also and you know it's in the kind of the fun is in the journey of getting to goals or getting some there and often getting somewhere and often when you kind of get there it's like oh is that it like okay what next kind of thing because it's it's the process of getting there rather than the actual thing itself so we go after stuff thinking that's when the feeling will come but actually no it's what we're experiencing the whole way through because we we become whatever it is. We change along that process. So actually the day that it arrives, like that has actually, it's, it's not even a thing. It's not no. even kind of relevant anymore because it's the, the process of becoming that change to get to that goal um, is what makes us, is, is what fuels us, what feeds us and, and what grows us. Oh, for
0: sure. And it's funny, I wish someone had uh, warned us about that when we went to uni. Because, you know, like I, I, I so remember going, I did at first a found like a kind of foundational year and then a three-year degree. And, you know, I think we did the last exams in like, I don't know, May, end of May, maybe the beginning of June. And then sort of in July, you got told that you had passed or whatever. And they phoned me up and they're like, hey, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, you've got a first, well done. And I was kind of like, Oh, away, And it felt so anticlimactic. And then you did the graduation in November. I'm sorry, but this country is a bit weird with, with those things. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, why are we not doing the graduation after we graduated? Um, but
1: yeah, it was so bleh. Yeah.
0: Afterwards.
1: So what did ev- you do? What did you did you get onto something like did you feel like you needed to throw yourself into something or did you just kind of drift around for a Oh,
0: well, I actually got the um, cuz I had done uh, I'd done um sort of holiday cover and sick cover at the TV station as a voiceover artist for pretty much my entire degree. So when I finished, I was kind of like, oh, okay, and and I'd been a backing vocalist for Right Said Fred during that whole time as well when I was studying and that was kind of petering out so I was like oh shit I need to get a job so I got a job in a clothes shop uh for about three weeks or a month and then they called from the tv station it was like oh looks like there's a full-time employment coming up would you be interested Do you want to come for an interview and I was kind of like well no but yeah I do
1: (laughs) um (laughs) Need something to
0: do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And after having studied for four years, it's like, yeah, I guess I need I guess you should give me a job. So anyway, so I started then working full-time, which made me actually super depressed. Cause I didn't expect the mm. th- I didn't expect the crash from after having performed every day for four years and had a quite free lifestyle and then going into, even though it was an amazing job that, you know, I'm still the brand voice of this TV station. Now I'm just back working as a contractor for them. Um, but going into full-time employment after uni was so, such a shock. Yeah. And I really think that if you know any young people who are at uni, just warn them (laughs) that it may be really anticlimactic, but they just need to acclimatize and then it will be fine.
1: I needed warning from school to uni and you lasted a hell of a lot longer than I did. So I did a foundation and a term of a degree and I was out of there. I was like, I'm I was going a bit off the rails in general anyway. (laughs) Um but uh yeah, it just um I, I guess I had such a it's just a bit of a jump. I think even GCSE to A level is a jump but you know, the whole school life to uni life and then uni to work. I think, I think the world is evolving at such a fast pace now that the, well, the education system can't keep up with it. Um, Well, couldn't even back then, I think certainly not now, you know, is, is struggling, but that's probably a whole other podcast. Um, But yeah, it's just, um, you're kind of, you're just left to fend for yourself. You're sort of out there really. And when you've Mm -hmm. been, nurtured and guided and and it depends I guess what you study and what you're planning on going into um, but it can be yeah it can be really unnerving um, and it's yeah I think pre- again preparation is preparation is key isn't it
0: yeah definitely and you might still feel crap however if you know that yeah you're probably supposed to yeah then it's kind of like, oh, okay, it's not me. That's just how it is. And that's all right. And to be honest, feeling so crap was my entryway into coaching because I thought, whoa, man, I need some help. What is is out there? What's going on? And then that started my whole sort of self-development thing, and I studied coaching later on and started coaching other people just sort of, Because and and so I don't begrudge actually. Maybe it's good I didn't know. Maybe it's
1: good I didn't know. Um It is, this this is your thing. This is your power. This is what this is what makes you great, like you know, your your own struggles um and your own feelings. This is what is getting you to create the awesomeness that you're doing, which I know you're doing because I see you do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, listen, we can talk for hours, but I wanted to know, because you've really just gone your own way. You've built these businesses. You are pivoting into much more coaching now, whilst whilst your businesses are still running on the side. Um, But I want to know if your younger self or a young loved one, I ask this of all my guests, were to come up to you and say, hey, Camilla, what are some advice you would give me? So that I live my best, most fulfilled life or my most extraordinary
1: life. It's a big question so much. Um just I think I'd say I think the whole thing around sort of failure is like learning to you're never gonna get comfortable with failure because it's labelled as failure, but you know, leaning into that, basically trying as many things as possible. Um yeah. and that's yeah but doing it but being able to tune into yourself I think spending time with yourself particularly in in this day and age I think it's very easy to not spend time with yourself and we've got phones and computers with us all the time yeah. um, I didn't have that so much growing up you know I was outside playing um, so anyone young now in particular I'd say you know spend that time tuning in not necessarily sitting there meditating but get good at being on your own um, because then you can feel yourself more you can listen to yourself more and then when you're able to do that out in the out in the world when you're around people and again distracted in environments, you know, you're not well, you're more likely to make better decisions and take the right opportunities Mm -hmm. as opposed to saying yes to the wrong things. And again, you know, ending up by living living, ending up living by other people's standards um, as opposed to the ones that you set for yourself. But I think above all, live, try everything. We're only here once for a short time. Just go and do it all, whatever it is, grab it
0: love that yeah any other things you would say to your younger self
1: um i to my younger self oh mm. my goodness yeah I was asked this recently by someone else um actually and yeah I think you know if I was speaking to my younger self I'd just tell myself that I was going to go through um a lot of crap (laughs) and it wasn't going to feel amazing but it was all going to work out in the end Mm. um and just to keep just to keep going really to not to not stop to just keep keep going and moving on to the next thing keep putting one foot in front of the other yeah amazing that is some great
0: advice there so camilla thank you so much for coming on tell us where can we find you
1: firstly, thank you so much for having me. Um, and you can find me in a multitude of places. Uh, but my website is probably got all the links on it. So it's camillacollins.com. Um, but otherwise, Instagram is at Camilla J. Collins, uh, where I hang out a lot. Um, and Facebook as well, Camilla J. Collins, you will find me and the podcast as well, which I'd love to for you to come and listen to, um, as Elizabeth mentioned earlier. Um, So yeah, that's the hashtag no filter needed podcast as well. And also on YouTube now. Um, So yeah, the podcast episodes are on there as well, uh, depending on what you want to listen to. So if you type Camilla J. Collins, you shall find me. Fantastic. And as always, I am going to put all the links
0: to Camilla's stuff in the show notes. So you can just click and get straight to it. So that was it for this time, I thought we had a great conversation and some really important points in building core confidence is really about building in those layers of security in those small areas that you might not even think about. But when you have a security blanket underneath you, it just means that you can focus on the big stuff, the stuff that you really want to do. So yeah, lots of great points here. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, subscribe. Please subscribe. And also subscribe to Camilla's podcast. Hashtag no filter needed. So that was it from us today. Till next time, keep daring, keep sharing, and keep creating.